This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome back, folks. The Chewing the Cud and we had a short little break. I hope you all had a good Christmas. And uh, today we're going to look back on the United Carabao Cup defeat and the win against Sheffield United. And we have a full crew again today. Collie's back with us this afternoon, Col. Good afternoon, gents. How are we all? Happy Christmas, yes. You too, and Richie and Chris. How is afternoon, boys? How are you, boys? How are things? How are you, Joe? All good. Uh, winning wrong goals on, well, in the league anyway. But we'll have to touch on the United game. Um, just wondering, Rich, did, did the, the few changes he made, did that affect the team? It, it seemed to me like they just, they just weren't at it, especially the first 10, 15 minutes. We could have been two or three down. We could have been two, three, four down. Um, I don't think it was to do with our changes. I think a lot of credit has to go to United. I thought they were excellent in the, oh, yeah. first, in, in the first 20 minutes. They just came out of the blocks and they, and they blew us away. And to be honest, they really should have had to, had, a, had to put the game to bed. You know, I suppose you talk about us making a couple of changes. They made nine changes as well. And it really just shows the, the difference having the strength and depth of... Of, of, of quality the difference that it makes to, to, to performances especially at this time of the year we were after three tough games coming into it as well and you could probably just see um, I suppose we even looked a little I wouldn't say nervous but I, I just don't think that we were let settle and I think it. I just have to give credit to United for the way they started they didn't let us settle and they, and they, they, they probably should have put us to the sword a lot earlier than 88 minutes Yeah I think we kind of got away with it a hammer in there Collie because uh it was just flat, wasn't it? Just, just kind of. I thought it never came out blocks. Very similar to like that run we went down when we just won one game at seven. Just no, no energy. Yeah, Joe. But I think you said the right thing. There was no energy. I think uh, fatigue played a huge factor uh, with us certainly. Um, but there is one thing to uh, when I feel Joe, the chap who scored the first goal should never have been on the pitch. He should have been should have been sent off. Um, now look, he can make excuses all day long. I appreciate that, but can't grab anyone by the throat and push them down on the ground. Now I understand VAR isn't there or wasn't being used up until uh, the quarter, up until the semi final stage, should I say? But surely the the referees' assistant or lawyers on should have seen that. That was a disgusting challenge. Yeah, so if, if if we had gotten them to penalties, Joe, I actually fancied us. I thought we were heading that way. I I, I fancied us on penalties. Um, but look, it wasn't to be. Uh, our run came to an end, but um, progress has been made. Joe, I know the three years touched off in the last pod, which, by the way, gents was excellent, excellent. Uh, listen to in relation to the, the progress we've made over the last 12 months. And progress has been massive, Joe, absolutely massive. Uh, in the quarterfinals of the cup, fair enough, we're beaten. Man, you know, you're very good on the road, we all know that. <clears throat> and as Richie uh, rightly pointed out, what they brought off the bench compared to what we brought off the bench is worlds apart. But let's not forget that we were in the quarterfinals. We'd only another two games to go. Okay, we lost. We, we go again, you know. Uh, but I think Torin has played a, a huge, huge uh, 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 effect with us, Joe, to be honest with you. Yeah, they all looked tired, like every one of them, Chris. There was no none of that intensity that we've seen the last couple of games, that fast counter-attacking. Just all missing. The first half hour, especially, the lads have really nailed it all down there with Richie, especially. They, you know, they were a lot fresher, they were the blocks sharper, crisp with their passing, dragging us all over the place. The, 
know, we, we looked a bit nervous, a bit of panic there. They, you know, but sometimes you just have to say, look, we were beaten by the better team on the day. It mm. happens, you know. We went about it the right way in terms of it made sense to try and put men behind the ball and, you know, limit the space in behind there. They had been working for us previous, you know, but it was predominantly the same players that I have been playing. And, you know, United left Bruno in. That was a massive thing, you know, how good he is. Bruno Fernandez, Pogba, Van den Beek, Cavani, Greenwood. Like, they can bring in... It just showed the difference in... You know, we have a big squad, but we don't have quality, enough quality in the squad. We're 11 or 12, where, you know, United... I think that kind of shows we still have a bit a bit to go to be able to compete mm. with the top t- you know City have a big squad United Liverpool maybe Tottenham to an extent now what options they could bring off the bench I just felt yeah we got away with it the first half an hour and then it was kind of I thought we did okay we could see we were fairly lethargic we kind of I think we had tired minds more as well mm. as physically even when we got into good positions we made the wrong pass in the final third or overhit crosses or and we kind of dragged United down to our level second half. To be honest with you, I was hoping for penalties the way it was going. I, again, I fancy those penalties, but look, it wasn't to be, but comforting that we're still in a great position in the league. And something about the calmness of the manager kind of reassures me as well. He doesn't get overly, you know, panic when we're down. He doesn't get too low. And when we're up, he doesn't get carried away. He seems confident that you know, long term, he, he knows what we don't know. He, you know, he sees the bigger picture. And the fact he's so confident, even if you talk about, you know, he's saying in his conference today, you know, we're not at the level of the top teams yet, but next season we will be. It's kind of reassuring that, you know, it's part of a process. There is going to be bumps in the road, but ultimately, all things considered, we are going the right direction, you know? Yeah, I think that's bang on, Rich. Little, or no, as disappointing as it was, because we kind of we said we'd have to target this in the FA Cup because we need, was, like we said at the start of the season, we need a trophy. We just need a trophy soon. But like Chris said, there a bit of perspective where we are. Like the road, we're on the journey. We're on, as Carlo said last week. Just need to be patient. Yeah, 100%. And sometimes it's easy to kind of to be overly frustrated and overly disappointed with individual results. But we've got to look at the bigger picture because, you know, it's 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 been a short time and it's been a, a disrupted time as well, given COVID and, and, and different things like that, that I'm sure that he hasn't been able to implement all the plans that he that he's had in place kind of thus far. So it's going to take a bit of time to get to that level. But you can see the improvement in 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 many different kind of areas of the field kind of off the field you know and even just having that assurance you know being able to attract players that you know that we're going the right direction it's going to take time and we just we just got need, need, need to stay with it I suppose you know um, just on on the United game again I suppose the, one of the disappointments for me was maybe that Tom Davis didn't start he'd been very good the kind of game before and I just felt that his pace may have been a better option than Gomez you know to, with, with the speed of United and Maybe that's something that I wouldn't say it cost us because United were a lot better than us on the night, but it was maybe a strange decision in my age. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can we can roll between that and, and the uh, Sheffield United game because when he did come in, Collie, for the Sheffield United game, I thought he was excellent. He just sat there and he just controlled the game. 
especially first half. Yeah, uh, Tom took his chance, uh, Joe, that's for sure. Yeah. Which, um, which we've been screaming out for because he hasn't before, So, but he definitely did against Sheffield United. I, I know, look, I know you don't like Twitter, Joe, and he, he gets some abuse off our own fans on Twitter. But that's why I don't like Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but, but there has to be something about him. For the last four or five managers that we've had, they've all stuck with him. And now we have Angelotti in charge and you know, he often references uh, Davis in press conferences and different interviews that he gives, you know. I thought Tom Davis was excellent, excellent against Sheffield, you know, himself and, uh, and Gilfie. Two of the most probably criticised uh, Everton players by our own fan base. And I thought the two of them. Gilfie stepped up, obviously, and, and got the goal. Um, but I, I genuinely thought Davis, he was so composed in the middle of the park um, and himself and Takori uh, certainly done very well. Um, Joe, I'd say, and, and if he had played City last night, I, I think uh, Tom Davis would have started as well. Mm, yeah, he just he just he took his chance, Chris. But like I said, we we've been screaming out for him to do this for for a long time. So it's kind of not about time, Tom. But you know what I mean? Yeah, we 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 spoke a bit about him, didn't we, in the last pod? Sort of trying to find the right position for him and mm. the way he burst onto the scene. I suppose that kind of we expected him, to, you know, to hit a higher ceiling than maybe he has. But, you know, when he simplifies his game, like, he done the basics very well there. He broke up play, he got his, you know, he linked play well, simple pass. Like, that's kind of all you're asking for him in that kind of Allen role is to be the anchor there to intercept, get in the way of things and turn the ball over and lay it off. You know, he carried the ball forward a fair bit. So, he's a... Uh, I think he's, didn't he say himself, he's trying to sort of mould his game on watching Alan the way Alan plays. Mm. He's trying to kind of, you know, watch him and learn positionally where he should be, what he does with the ball. And look, it was, look, Sheffield United, like they are bottom of the league. So, you know, if, if he wasn't sort of taking the game by the scruff, you'd be worried because it's a, you know, a lower sort of standard of opposition. But look, we spoke about Ancelotti as Collie touched on with Sigurdsson. His man management and his coaching of these players is, you know, Davis has looked like he's come up a level. Sigurdsson's playing consistently well the last couple of games. Awobi's been playing well. So, you know, players that we sort of taught last season need to go, get them out. Like, they're probably some of our most consistent performers so far this season, which is testament to, you know, the manager and the work they're doing on the training pitch. It's really encouraging to see what he's getting out of, considering the players we've had out in recent games. It's predominantly last season's team, bar Godfrey, essentially, you know, the last few weeks. So, you know, it's it's really, really encouraging to see how he's developing the players we have and the players we have to come back into the squad and players we're going to sign in the future to really see how we can gel together, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really best, exciting. Best mentioned there, uh, Richie. Uh, Godfrey and Iwobi I thought they were excellent as well especially Godfrey he's just he's just grown into it hasn't he yeah he's been fantastic I mean for I suppose someone who hadn't really played left back before he's come into mm. the position and really just uh, hit the ground running there he's been fantastic and just seems to be getting more and more confident but the power of the man you know his position and everything about about his game in the last month has been has been fantastic he can't be faulted um, Iwobi as well and uh, for me it's just having was him gaining a bit of confidence, you know, yeah. that he seems to, he seems to have, we all know he, he has ability, but it was trying, 
kind of getting it and getting that consistency. He's done it kind of in, in fits and starts here and there. But the last couple of games, he's been been really good. Even even against Sheffield United, kind of early, he was making the right decision on the ball. His touch was good. You know, if he can improve his crossing, he's going to be you know a really important player for us for for the rest of the season. But even as well, if you're looking at players' improvement and kind of in squad depth, so you see Bernard coming on who played an important part, and even Andre Gomez for me stood up as well and kind of was like a player who had something to prove. You know, he suppose he knew he didn't do well against United and came off the bench and done really well as well. So it's for me that's good to see and shows that the squad has been managed right in a, in, a, in in that sense as well. I think that's the key as well, Carly. Even like we said on Davis, the key is getting these lads who are on the outside if you want like the, the squad players performing when they come on consistently yeah uh, Joe there's a hunger uh, certainly from, from the players that you mentioned there you can definitely see a, a, a more of a hunger from them to want to be part of it and want to be starting every week not just on the bench um, so you know I wouldn't be I wouldn't be Bernard's uh, biggest fan by any stretch but I thought he did an excellent, I have to say, uh, against Sheffield United. You know, that touch into the car, oh. um, it was, it was, yeah, it was special, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and then just, just to elaborate more on, on Ben Godfrey, I, I think he's a fantastic player. I, I don't know whether you caught him. He balled uh, Gomez out for not for not yeah. running back, and yeah. there was there was no there was no fear in 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 uh, giving as such a senior pro a lashing, and he's done it with Jimenez as well in the past. So. Um, he's just one special player, and I, I think he won a won a brand. So, yeah, Marcel, you can clap yourself on the back there. You know the kind of way. But um, it was good to see Joe uh, these players stepping up. Um, good to see. In some respects, Gilfie wasn't really. I thought he had just an okay game against Sheffield. You know, but he stuck yeah. at it. He yeah. stuck at it, and the engine was there, and he was running, and he was covering, and he put the miles in, and. And then he came up, and it was a similar position to Sheffield United, Joe. Last couple of minutes of the game, all he had to do was side, side into the keeper. And, um, Burnley, Collie. Oh, sorry, Burnley, uh, Chris. Yeah, yeah Burnley. Yeah, should have won that. Um, yeah, yeah. Should have won that, you know. Mm. So it's uh, qu- quite similar. Um, but he, he had uh, enough about him to, to put a tuck away in the bottom of the net. So, look, we'll take the three points and move on. It wasn't the most classic of games by any stretch, but. Uh, it certainly gave us the three points and uh, made uh, Christmas a little more merrier for me, let's say. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And me, because I guilty to score first again, so happy days. Um, yeah, just, uh, that's, Chris, that's typically what I would call winning ugly. And if we need to do it, we just need to do it. Because, like I said, I think it was last on match of the day. <laughs> Back to our usual spot on match of the day. But it was... Um, I was actually a little bit disappointed. Uh, now we're picking bones over feast, but we didn't get at them, you know, like we should have. Because they're a poor, poor team, and like, I thought we should have been on the front foot rather than playing this counter-attacking football, which has worked, by the way. But against a team like that, we should have been on the front foot. It's just the way we're set up. You know, we're set up clean sheet first, and then try and play on the counter. But when you're playing a team that's kind of has the same idea as you. They set mm-hmm. up to kind of nullify us and win the turnovers and be strong from set pieces. It, look, it was a, wasn't a good game to watch, but I, I thought we were in control of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. you know, we were, arguably, arguably, you could say we were patient. We knew we'd get our limited chances, but when we did get our chances, we backed ourselves to 
to pull it a great goal, but you know, they didn't really have a whole lot. A little huff and puff in injury time, possibly the one just before half time. I t- like I thought we, I thought it was a good showing considering you know it was four games in what twelve days or something. We it was going to be a dirty game. The players yeah. we have out, like I think arguably with a full squad, we'd have set up there four three three. You'd have Hammers with Charleston. You'd have had you know full. We would have been more fluent and more the incentive would have been on us but you know we just we stuck with what worked for us and it's a game which you know typically we wouldn't have won the, the Burnley game we didn't win but going back previous seasons we probably would have lost one nil from a set piece or they would have scored an injury time so mm. we talk about top teams winning games like I said the Spurs going to Burnley get batters gone in the last minute Leicester Leicester Fardy scored at Sheffield there in injury time to beat them 1-0 yeah. even when you're not playing well you have to dig these results out and it's great that we're able to dig in win dirty win ugly be strong and resolute and also when we have our full 11 or 12 lads we can you know we can score goals and we can outplay teams so it's good to have you know, as we spoke about Ancelotti, he's adaptable. We don't have one philosophy or one way or one system. We're really interchangeable, which is is always going to vary depending on the opposition. So, you know, it's it's really positive from that respect. And also that the players are all buying into it. They all seem to enjoy the hard work, which, you know, we were pointing fingers at them previously in games where, you know, go back to Southampton and Newcastle you know, had they got the fight in them, but they really roll up their sleeves, they're doing all the hard work and they're they're all buying into it at the minute. And it makes it easier when you're second or third in the league. They can see what we're doing is working. So everyone buys into it and they have confidence in the manager and the system and what they're doing. So look really positive. I didn't think the goal was going to come, but you know, being negative, that's us. But it was a brilliantly worked goal and that's the bit of quality that we, we do have in the squad, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the key as well, Richie, that as flexible as, as Lottie is with his tactics, the players have to buy into every single thing, and, and they are at the moment. Yeah, I suppose when results start coming, you know, players start believing, and, you know, you can see it in the conference of individuals. We spoke about Iwobi, we spoke about Sigerson, and they're the guys who have put in the hard yards in the... I suppose since we got off the bad run, you know, that these guys have kind of stepped up and they've shown that, right, that we'll that they're willing to put the work in. But obviously everyone who has stood in, Mason Holgate, thank God for everybody's been fantastic and they and they seem to be a unit. And I, I kind of said that, you know, if we hadn't come away with three points there, it would have been a bit deflating on the back of the, the, the loss to United, mm. you know, but then to get a late winner, it just turns everything. You know, a late winner is so good for morale, for for confidence. And, you know, you, you're bouncing. You're, you can't wait for the next game now. And it really just helps the squad, especially, I suppose, we're going to get some players back. And it's, you know, it, it, it should help us kind of going forward. So everything is good. And it's down to it's down to Ancelotti, the way he's managed the players and managed, I suppose, games themselves, but also the players when they've gone on the field, they, they, they've done the business. You know, and it's it's very hard to be disappointed. I suppose at this stage of the season to say that we were, I suppose we were in second for a, for a time there, and you know, fully deserved. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if someone had said, "Colly, going into Christmas, you'd be second You'd have said, "What, what are you taking, pal?" But it it just shows you. I think it's a great league this year, actually, Colly. Because there's like, I think there's like six points between ten teams, which is unbelievable. Yeah, look, my my final thing on the United Sheffield United game, it wasn't pretty, but results is all that matters, and we got the three points. 
and we move on. But in relation to the league this year, I heard uh, I was listening to another podcast and, and the chap just saying uh, on it said that maybe the stars are aligning this year for for Everton. You know the Quinn away with obviously City game being called off and we're getting rests and. I think West Ham have two games this week and then we're the tour game, you know. Um, we can all live in hope, I suppose, in, in our blue little heaven, uh, Joe. Yeah, but, no, you have to dream, Carly. You yeah, have to dream. absolutely. Absolutely. But look, you know, we just keep this run going one game at a time, Joe. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a, it's a fascinating league. And I think we've mentioned it before on other pods. Any team can take points off anyone. You know, um, you look at the dinosaur went to uh, Liverpool as new club and they ended up holding them to a one-all draw. Oh, Mr. Gravy, yeah. No one would have predicted yeah. that. You know, they're coming away. And obviously, you know, Clippity has given out because of the amount of games that they played in a short sequence of time. But yeah, he, he won't reflect on the amount of games we played in even a shorter space of time. But this is it, yeah. That's yeah. neither here nor there, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it's 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 an exciting uh, league, Joe. I think for all supporters, but mainly... Yeah. Uh, you know, Leeds winning the other night five 0 and I watched the game last night and match of the day, and they were just amazing. It was full of pace and power with them, you know, that kind of way. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's a it's a strange league, Joe, and I'm not saying we're going to win it, but we've every chance of certainly finishing a lot higher in the table than I initially expected at the start of the season. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. I was actually a bit disappointed, Chris, with the City game being called off because um, one, like I know, Rich said before we start recording. They, they had a few players left and like we're kind of we're, we're very very confident at the moment so I was a bit disappointed I got called off probably the correct decision in the end I think just the manner the way it was called off late and it doesn't seem I don't know the full facts at the moment but it doesn't seem as if Everton were consulted much about the game yeah, there's a big, uh, obviously a big debate and hysteria about it in, in the media and social media with you know, four hours prior to kick off, the lads were in the hotel mm. having their pre-match meals. And I suppose psychologically you're in game mode and they were prepared mentally for, you know, a big, a big test. But look, personally, you know, I'm disappointed for the fans that were supposed to be there, mm. of course. And unfortunately, Liverpool are back in tier three, so we won't have any fans now for the foreseeable yeah, future. True. So disappointing. But, you know, like... Even, you know, Ancelotti speaking after the Sheffield game, he was saying it's it's impossible for us to be ready 48 hours later on to play Man City. Mm-hmm. Despite, you know, they might have had five or six positive cases. Like the squad Man City have, they've just 25-man squads. That's without academy players of t- pure international quality. They mm-hmm. could fail two teams. So whatever team we were going to face, you know, they would have, uh, you know, they would have been tough a tough ask for us, but personally, I'm glad to see the lads get the couple of days rest. Now, look, we have to, we have to, you know, it could be an advantage, as uh, Colly said, West Ham played last night, that's Southampton, a tough game for them. We have to take advantage of it now. There's, it'll mean nothing if we don't go out and beat West Ham. Mm. The whole thing with, I think everything are asking for the full disclosure of what happened, it seemed like, you know, Man City requested a game to be called off due to their outbreak with the, and the Premier League decided it was going to be postponed without involving Everton in the conversation, which obviously the club had to inform 2,000 fans who, who, you know, some fans have to be in the stadium at 6 o'clock for an 8 p.m. Mm. kickoff. So that was kind of poor form. But look, I suppose we are in a pandemic and it's a, 
you know, it's an unforeseen kind of thing in all our lives. So you could argue they're making it up as they go along, but you know, it's kind of, I think things are changing so quickly in the world. So yeah, you kind of have to just say it is what it is, unfortunately, but you know, hopefully the rest will do as good. And when the game is played, we will hopefully have a, a lot stronger 11, you know, um, City might have a fixture congestion on their hands, which hopefully will see with us, you know. So, look, it didn't really, other, other results kind of went our way as well. So, we're still up in the top four without playing, which is which is a positive as well, you know. Yeah. I think it was just the, the, the manner and the way it was called off, Richie, was, was the, the most disappointing. I think, again, I, I think the, the correct decision was was made. If, if like, players have COVID and like, at the end of the day, there's bigger things going on in football. But just the, the short space of time in which Everton had notification, that's that's the only sticky point. Yeah, by all accounts, the city had tried to tried to get it postponed earlier in the day and it was refused and it was only kind of four o'clock that they tried again or whatever and it, and it, and it, and it was accepted or it was put off, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I suppose you have to look at the bigger picture. Um, I suppose they could have easily played and then an outbreak could break out in our squad and everything. So, I mean, you know, where does it stop? So, look, it'll, it'll do our squad the world of good to get the break. I suppose we've been on about Calvert-Lewin or Ancelotti said he's going to need a break along with most of the rest of the squad. We've been thin on numbers for, for a number of weeks and now they're going to get the break without without missing any games and stuff. So, it, it, it all kind of, I won't say it bodes well. It, it, it's disappointing because of the, the run that we've been on and confidence and, you know, when things are going well, you, you, you want to test yourself against teams like City when you think you might have a chance of beating them. But, look, as, as Chris said, when we when we play them again, we should have a, a lot stronger squad and hopefully be able to, to do ourselves justice anyway. So, um, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to the West Ham game now tomorrow, Colly. Um, Mr. Moy is coming back. Uh, they're kind of fits and starts. They're not really hitting the heights. They should do, to be honest. Um, again, I think with, with the break that we have and the break they don't, because they only played last night, I think we should have enough for this. Yeah, if you ever want to look at it, a Moyes team, look at West Ham's current uh, team at the moment because it's like David Moyes part two from what you had with us. Uh, Joey, look, Moyes, Moyes done the world of good for our club when he was here and, you know, parts of me will be forever grateful for the things he did do, but we move on, you know. Mm. But uh, in relation to the game coming up on Friday, I can't see anything else but an Everton win, Joe, to be honest with you. Um, Richie mentioned already that I thought DCL would have been rested possibly against the City game and toasting the start but with a few extra days he might he might leave him in Joe might rest yeah. him against Rodham in the cup um, Richie's back I know Jimenez is still out and Deeney is about 10 days off and Alan is I think at the end of the month and still not warning Gabon yet which is kind of worrying me to a certain degree um, but we should have enough for West Ham Joe and uh, I, I can't see it as I said I just can't see anything else but an Everton win yeah. I, I agree uh, Chris um, if we just show a bit of guile a bit of like uh, attacking like go at them like like we didn't do against Sheffield United I think if we come out have a go at them we should, we should just pick them off you know what you're getting from a Moyes team. The onus is going to be on us to, you know, take the game and sh- to them and show them what we have. They're 
they have some good individual players. Like they're a solid side. He has some solid, as Kali mentioned, you know what you're getting with Myers. Shades of us, he's a, when he was with us, they're solid at the back. You have a few good players in attack. Like I think Antonio came on last night. He's a, yeah, he's he a really good bench, striker, yeah. you know, strong, powerful, bit of pace. They're gonna they're gonna sit in and they're gonna try and turn us over and play us on the break. Uh, your man Bowen has good bit of pace about him. The lad uh, Ben Rama for Brentford, he's a good footballer as well. Mm. Your man Sushak is there. Fellaini essentially is a big big Czech lad, very good in the air, gets them a few good goals. So Cresswell is a great left foot on them. They're very dangerous from set pieces as well. So it won't be a walkover by any stretch of the means, you know. Um, I think in the League Cup game, we ran away with a 4-1, but they had a sort of a mix and match team out. They had Halar playing, didn't they? And, mm. You know, so I think it'll be tight, Joe, to be honest with you. Um, hopefully, it's getting a couple of days rest does as good, but, you know, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't pull it down as a banker, to be honest with you. They're, you know, they're a solid side. Ah, it's, 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 you, Chris, is there? No, it does not. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a tricky one, you know. We, we can't allow ourselves to get caught. It, it's going to be interesting to see how we set up, whether he goes with the same back four. Because with that back four, we're setting our stall out for a clean sheet, you know. Mm. We're set up to kind of counter-attack, whereas it could be a game where you're expecting the full-backs and the centre-backs to be a bit higher up. So, will you go with Coleman maybe for that overlap or... That begs a question as well. Awobi's played well. Holgate behind him, so Holgate stays where he is, and Awobi can just charge on. Whereas Coleman likes to get forward. Will him and Awobi get in each other's way or leave us exposed? Mm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be finding the balance between you know not committing too many men forward and keeping our defensive solidity because yeah. the way we have been playing with you know the four centre backs, we've been solid three clean sheets out of four, but when you concede the first goal in the game, it can be difficult to kind of turn from that defensive mindset into attack. You know, so we ideal an ideal situation, we'll get ourselves a couple of goals up in the first half and then we can kind of, we can play on the counter-attack when they come out a bit. So you would hope Ancelotti would be out, able to out-tactic Mr. Moyes, but tough game, but we should, we should just have enough at Gullison, hopefully to, to keep this win and run going, and then you know we we've no game until the twelfth or something against Wolves, so it'll be a much changed team going into the Rotherham game. Get the lads a good rest. Hopefully, as the lads like Yahamez back and Luca Dean won't be far off. Maybe Yabamin might get a run out against Rotherham. So you know it's a massive win. Keep the momentum going, and then we give the lads a good break and in, going into the cup game. Yeah, could be it could be very much a case of uh, Everton. Under Moyes and Everton under Ancelotti, the two styles, Rich. Yeah, I think that's what I, that, that's what we're going to expect to see anyway. And I suppose it will come down to those trying to trying to break them down. You know, they'll try to pick us off or get something from 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 a set play. So I think with the the run of games they've had in the short space of time, that if we can come out, control the ball early days, make them do the running, you know, that we'll be able to create some space and uh, and create some opportunities. They're not high in confidence, I presume, either. You know, one win in six, no win the last mm. four. And even some of the draws, they probably should have won. Drew with Palace, Drew with Brighton. You know, last night's result against Southampton wasn't a bad point away. But mm. um, 
you know, they do have players that can hurt you as well, as Chris, Chris mentioned, you know, Suchek and Rice, good players, and uh, Bowen and Fornells for me are, are, are very good, and Antonio coming back in after injury as well, so whether he'll start or come off the bench, you know, that they have some, they have some talent there as well, but... Chris Ward as well, not a good player. Yeah, I mean, so they have, um, you know, the, 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 there is some talent there, but you would expect that we should be able to break them down. I, again, I suppose what Chris, what Chris was alluding to about trying to how do we set up, you know, do we sit back and try to counter him? But it, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how Ancelotti approaches it. But either way, I think having that extra few days rest and also having a bit of, having that little bit more imagination kind of in the final third should, should bring us through it. Yeah. Okay, we're going to predictions then. Uh, start off for you, Collie. Prediction king at the moment, I think, are sure. top of the table. Uh, I'm actually gonna go against what Chris has said. I think it'd be a fairly straightforward win for us. I think uh, we'll win three one and DCL to get two. Three one, okay, Chris. Uh, two one for us. I think it'll be. We might get a couple of goals ahead to get one back, and it'll be standard backs to the wall for the last fifteen minutes <laughs> behind the couch. But I hope Collie's <laughs> right. It would be nice, wouldn't it, going yeah. into a game? Nice have the cigars out with about fifteen oh. to go. <laughs> All right, Rich. Um, I'm going to go two 0 uh, just think that the way we've been defending, I think we'll kind of set up again and, and, and be hard to break down and that we we'll pick them off and I think we'll get to to win two yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go two 0 as well. I think there's, there's a couple of factors that like defensively we seem to have got our uh, act together. And I think the tiredness like they're they're running the games and especially only playing last night and having to travel as well. Um I think two 0 will be the result for us. Have to start catching up with Collie lads. He's only going off in the distance here. We should all just go for three one, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, 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 uh, sorry, Collie, go on. Yeah, I was just wondering, lads, uh, before we obviously uh, go on any further, just in relation to Dina and like he's due back 10 days or whatever the case may be, does he come straight back into the side? And if so, what happens to Godfrey? Just love to know your opinions on that. I I think if I think he had to come back in, well, depending on uh, does he come back in for the Rotherham game, get, get him back up to fitness? Or does he? I don't know. It's just it's a strange one. If but if he does come back in, which I think he he'll have to. I think you could see uh, Mina dropping down, Godfrey going back over to right back, and Hogan going into the middle. That's just me, but isn't it's a nice problem to have. Uh, absolutely, yeah. It's just yeah. a number of positive. Listen to it's the question that seems to be keep coming up, and you know. I, mm. Godfrey's been so good. I think Mean has been excellent. Yeah. I have to say, him, him and yeah. Keane have been absolutely outstanding. Uh, I certainly didn't think Mina would do the amount of games in a week that he has done and, and stood up in every one of them, Joe, you know. Yeah. But it was just, it's an interesting one with, with Dania because I think Godfrey is just unbelievable at the moment, I have to say. Uh, I think the whole back four, Rich, uh, L5, who do you pick up? Or do you go with, like, do you go with five at the back then? Yeah, it's, it, it's a good problem to have. You know, if you have players that you said that you can't leave out and someone like Luca is coming back in and you're wondering what do you do with him. For me, I, I, I think it's it's horses for courses. You know, the, the games where you say, right, that we may have to kind of sit a little deeper where you can play Godfrey. Um, other games where you'd be looking to be a bit more adventurous you, that you're, that, that Dini will play. 
obviously there'll be other players that'll need a rest and Godfrey will be able to push into the middle, he'll be able to push right back because everybody won't be able to play every game. And it's just building that squad, you know, having that having that that mm. talent in, in other areas as well. And that's and that's what it allows us to do then is to is to give fellas a rest so that you have fellas that are able to come out and, you, and that you're staying staying strong at all times. So I think it's a brilliant position to be in. Yeah. Chris. He has to come straight back in for me, Joe. I just think what he gives us and the, the attacking towards completely transforms us with his his service to Calvert Leon, especially the balls he puts into the box. He gets up and down. You know, we Godfrey's been fantastic from a defensive point of view, but he doesn't offer us that kind of it, as Richie said, it depends on the opposition as well. You know, games where you're expected to sit a bit focused defensively, you know, maybe you can play Godfrey, but you know, when, when we're, the onus is on us to break teams down, especially at Goodison against teams that are going to park the bus, we need that bit of quality in the final thirds. I just don't think we have anyone like Lucas Dean that provides that, to be honest. Mm. So it'll, he's got everyone stay as fit, it'll, but it'll enable us to rotate, give me in a rest here, put Godfrey in, or if we do have issues a right back, you know, Holgate can go out there, Godfrey could go out there. So it is a great problem to have. And especially look, we're not in Europe this season. The next season, please God, we're in Europe. We're going to need all these lads. They're going to be playing mm. every week. You know, if someone plays in the league on the Saturday, or you know, someone else is going to be playing in Thursday in the Europa League or Champions League, maybe. <laughs> 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 but it's all about, like the lad said, building a squad. It's a great problem to have the back line. Now we need a right back, ideally someone like your man Max Aaron's off Norwich, good young lad a bit of pace about him, you know, and mm. I think our back, our back line has sorted for the next couple of years. Yeah. Another couple, maybe a right winger, another forwards, another maybe centre midfielder possibly, but I think the core of the squad is excellent. So it is a great issue to have and we are going to have more games when we do get into Europe. So we won't have to, we won't have to, you know, even if we are making a lot of changes, say playing in Europe, the quality level won't drop, which is mm. where where we want to get to as a squad, you know. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Yeah, just, just having that having that full squad that if someone steps out, the fellow who's coming in is as good, if not better. Oh, I think that's where yeah, we're aiming for. I think we saw a bit of it at the weekend with kind of where he made a substitution and took out Keane and put Holgate kind of centre half and put put Coleman back in right back, you know, it just gives mm. a different a different outlet, a different outlet, kind of a bit more adventurous with Coleman on the right hand side, and was able to kind of get us a bit further up the field as well. So I mean, it's just having those options, you know, and you know you're not weakening in any position by by moving someone or having to take someone out. Gave Keane a half an hour rest as well, so you know I think that, yeah. that we'll see a bit more of it. Yeah, hopefully. Oh no, uh, we're coming close to Collie's favorite time of the year. The yellow ties in the wash, and. Uh, City season, it's absolute nonsense. But whatever. Uh, just a quick one before we go. Uh, uh, get your thoughts on Diego Costa. We're not linked with him. We just linked him on social media. But um, fellas saying, would you take him? Would you take him? So we go around the house. Collie, would you take Diego Costa? Uh, Diego Costa, two thousand and twenty. No. Diego Costa, two thousand and fifteen. Yes. Yeah. Mm. He 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 is a, he was a terrific player. He's gone off the ball dramatically over the last couple of seasons, Joe. He's cancelled his contract, and uh, so he he'd be looking for huge money. But on the other side of that coin, 
uh, he is uh, he is snoid. He uh, is your, you know. Yeah. And to have someone, him, I just want to see him and I'm fair run the muck. Yeah, to have <laughs> someone like him up front, job. You know, if you could get him for six months till the end of the season, would it be worth a gamble? Yeah, you wouldn't know, Joe. You know, we do need backup to uh, DCL. I think Towson will, will be out the door now in the next couple of weeks. Malak is on his way to Seville. Um, he he's meant to be going in to, to replace Costa. So, you know, we've been linked with a few. Do I see many deals being done? No, not by any club. Given obviously the COVID issue, I think there may be one or two loans in, and I think we'll loan out about four or five. Um, and I think Bernard might go to Roma. Yeah, I think just on the Costa Richie. Uh, it's not going to be a long time. If listen, this is just talk. Uh, if he does come, it's only going to be a short term deal. So six months, mix it up, score the winner yeah. and field, sail off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's easy to kind of have the the ideology that you know what he'll come in and he'll do great. But I mean, he hasn't done it in a couple of years. You know, he brings mm. a lot of baggage and everything as well. So, I mean. I, I don't even know how fit he is given that he hasn't played a whole lot of football and you're going to want someone who's going to be able to hit the ground running. For me, I, I, I wouldn't be taking a risk. I think there's probably more that we could get. So I'd be staying yeah. away from him. As yeah. I, just, I, just, I just think we, we need a striker uh, because, God forbid, DCL gets injured. Chris, like, we're, we're struggling big time then. But um, I don't know what your thoughts on Costa. No. Wouldn't have him now. As Colly said, the Chelsea Costa, he he was excellent in, back then a couple of years ago, but he's been a huge uh, flop at a Atletico. Um, I think you have to kind of consider off the pitch as well, his personality. I just don't think he's... I know he's snide and he's he's a bit dirty and, you know, you need a bit of, bit of fire there that'll get up in people's faces and that, but we just seem to have a group of lads there that there's a really great atmosphere in the dressing room and a good set of down-to-earth kind of genuine, honest lads. Somebody like him, I think he could come in on huge wages with it. This is just hypothetically, though, with his attitude and the way mm. he carries himself. He might just throw a whole spanner in the team spirit, you, you know? Yeah. I don't think he's he's what we need. With the high wage, he'd be demanding as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the... No, there's no motivation for him, especially on a short-term deal. Like he's proved himself, kind of over the years and what he's done in his career. What has he got to prove coming here for six months? He's gonna get a big pay packet, whether he does good or bad. So mm. I don't think it'd be worth taking a risk. Yeah, you know. So That's... no, hopefully, but we do need, we definitely do need to get somebody in, um, to give Dama, give Dama a bit of backup. Ideally, we. Just going back to what Colly said about Imam Milik, you know, I think he was his agent was pretty much, you know, putting putting Everton's name out there in the summertime, trying to get get us to take him. But apparently, Ancelotti said we're looking for someone younger with a bit pace, a bit of pace, which is exactly what we need. So, you know, Costa's now pace. Essentially, you know, you need to have a bit of variation. Like Dom is great; he's a bit of pace, great in the air hold the ball up well, but we do need to have that other option we can bring on. So you're not bringing on someone like Towson who's slow, who can't hold the ball up, who relies on just being given the ball in the six-yard box. You know, mm. we can't, especially the last few games, we 
we can't provide that. Like, we need someone like a Vardy, really, that he can just ping the ball around the back four and he'll be on it. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see, but we definitely need someone because if that happens, Dom, you know, Richie might go up top, but as good as Richie is, he, I don't think he holds the ball up as well as Calvert-Leon does. And yeah, so uh, look, we, we do definitely need to get some bodies in, but I suppose the manager and Marcel Brand see the bigger picture. So we kind of have to just take a step back and, give them the benefit of the doubt because, you know, they've had, I know, brands, we talk about his signings, but since Ancelotti came in, I think all the signings have, you know, all been green light, ticked the box, they've all lived up to what we hoped, you know, so more of that, please. So we just have to trust them that they know what they're doing. Lads, 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 you're missing something out here. There is one player there that's a free agent at the moment who will come in and be our saviour. Oh. Yes. Hold on, hold on. Let me hold on to something. Go for Collie. The prince is still available. Umar, <laughs> bring him back. Bring a blue oh, back, Jesus. Joe. Hold on, bring a blue you back. Just said, you, just, you, just said, you just said no to Diego Costa and you want to bring Umar the back. <laughs> the uh, prince is still available, Joe. Uh, do you know what? I actually I said, before, <laughs> I said before, if he could just take Umar's passion and work right and everything and just give to every player we'd win the league by an absolute mile I'd love the chap always will always will but, uh, Matt, Matty Pennington has his locker now <laughs> oh, yeah. not for long but it looks mm. <laughs> okay boys we'll leave it there listen uh, have a, a safe and happy new year and uh, hopefully we'll be talking next week about uh, start up the rifle exactly yeah. so listen uh, Happy New Year, boys, and we we'll talk to you next week. And thanks for tuning in, folks. Thanks for tuning in, folks, for the uh, last few months. And uh, have a safe and happy New Year. And we we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website at www.irish-toffees.com. We'll talk to you next time. Up the toffees.